Right. What do you guys think of that? I have a knack for fucking timing, right? Yeah. Oh, man, I saw that coming. See a jab? <laughs> Move. Listen, our next guest is on Monday through Fridays on Twitch TV slash DJ Get Live. Plugs in the chat uh, to make sure everybody is following. I'm sure most of our peeps are following everybody. Um, please welcome to the show DJ Get Live. What's, what's going up, on, y'all? How you doing? What's, going what's on? up? What's up? What's up? Can y'all hear my mic well? Yeah, yeah you yeah. sounded good, man. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. Dude, it's, an, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I know you and Eddie, well, let's start there, right? I know you and Eddie uh, kind of got to know each other, or Eddie, get live, however you guys want to tell that story. How'd you guys meet? How, you want me to go for Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you can go first. I could go off that. So I met Getz when I, I lived in Atlanta, and it was at the time... Uh, <laughs> It was at the time when, like, I think Fast and Furious was out, and him and Fat Fingers were on tour for an import car show. <laughs> and that import car show was, they did a spot out in Atlanta, and they got hired to do, to DJ the after party where I was DJing at, uh, which was SPF 15. Oh, wow out in Buckhead and that was yeah. the first time I met these guys like I knew about them and I was like super hype and then when I I opened up for them and I was like damn I, I'm so glad I opened up for them because they they killed it man <laughs> <laughs> what year was that that was like 2002 2003 2002 man yeah 2002 2003 yeah that was a I was a car show tour uh it was like the east coast version of hot import nights was it Eurasia? No, nah, it was called Import Expression. Import uh, Expression, there we go. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Damn, that's 2002, 2003. Um, yeah, I remember that. Um, we were doing the the, the show at, um, was it, Georgia Convention Center or something like that? Yes. And, um, you know, they do the after party. They had the after, after party at Buckhead. I remember... And I'm a young kid at the time, and this is during the vinyl era. I remember, you know, there's only one road that goes into Buckhead. And yeah. uh, there was mad traffic to try to get into, you know, the area where the clubs were at. And we had to yeah. get on the set, and we were like, yo, man, there's no way we're going to make it on time. So me and Fingers had to actually get out of the cars and carry our crates all oh, the wow. way to the club. And that was like a good 10-minute walk carrying our crates. And uh, these weren't regular crates. These were anvil cases. Yeah, oh, cases. Boy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, no, like dolly, no nothing. We just had to carry them shits. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was a good time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the first time I met Eddie. And, uh, yeah, we just kept, that, kept in touch ever since. Um, Eddie bounced around a little bit. Um, and, uh, but we always kept in touch. What'd you think of this guy when you first met him? Because I, I never really got to know East Coast Eddie. He was already back to West Coast. When, <laughs> oh, yo, he, was yo he was he was cool as fuck, yo. Fucking white and red dunks. <laughs> oh shit, he remembered. Don't lie, man. <laughs> yeah, yo, like he was he was yeah trucker hot. <laughs> yeah, he was oh, down, yo. Shit. Was he was he look look, guys, look look I was inspired. <laughs> I, I wanted to be Pharrell, okay? So just leave it alone. Yeah. Like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I but was you. he buff though? Was he buff the way he is now? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't remember. I don't. You know, he was. You know, he was young at the time. I don't. I don't see that much difference. I think. You know, I definitely don't see that much difference. <laughs> he's super crumbly right now. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw his stream earlier. He's he's super crumbly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, I, I was always curious because, uh, like, when I first saw you on Snapback, I was really intrigued. At first, I was like, yo, who is this guy with with this accent? Like, you know, this dope N NYC accent. Like, I've always wanted to come up in NYC. Like, what was it like growing up in, in the city and, uh, and you know, in your DJ career? What, was, what were your origins like? Uh, I mean, I came up with, you know, a lot of uh, Filipino mobile DJs. Mm. So, uh, you know, I came up doing Sweet Sixteens, the Cotillions, um, you know, the house parties, you know, the backyard parties, all the mobile gigs, you know, whatever, school dance, you know, college dance or, you know, stuff like that. 
Um, and then, so I was rolling with this crew, this mobile DJ crew called um, Intro Bass Productions. That's who I origin originated with. Um, that's who I started my DJ career with. Fat Fingers put me down. Then um, I, from there, I got to meet the other members in the crew, which was Rolly Roll, um, Cutting Candy, um, this dude Low Life, uh, this dude Junior, Def J. Um, actually, um, DJ Nando used to be in that crew originally when oh snap when mm. Nando when Nando was in uh, Queens because he's originally from Queens um, and mm. then he moved over to the West Coast. Um, so yeah, that's the mobile crew I started with Intro Bass Productions, um, and then from there, you know, that's like my high school era, and then from there, I I went on to college and started doing college parties, um, and then I started getting into the clubs. But I mean, the first club I did was. I was like 15 years old um mm. and i did it through you know the mobile crew because they were doing there was a whole big filipino scene back in the day um with filipino promoters uh yeah you it's know. interesting flashpoint graphics says what was because i think most of us uh from this side are, are here in california what was the filipino makeup outside of california what was the filipino like in new york city um it was mostly queens and jersey mm. i'd say um the demographic of the Filipinos that exist in like the tri-state area, I would say most of it is in Queens and in New Jersey. Um, and look at this guy, he's crunching, he's crunching in the middle of your interview. In the middle of like, can you at least I'll turn mute, off bro? my mic? Relax. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a crazy time too because I actually there was like a lot of beef. There was mad wow. mad oh. crews back then. Um, so every time there was a party there was always a brawl <laughs> oh wow yeah well for the most part on a good night there wouldn't be but there yeah. was definitely a lot of fights um oh, wow. so that's that's kind of what i'd say kind of killed the scene a little bit just because clubs started like stop fucking with us they were like nah we don't really want asian parties y'all start to fight too fights. much yeah yeah you know stuff like that so Damn. um it kind of faded away but you know as recently actually i started i wanted to um try to actually do more outreach to the community um so i actually started this community organization called phil fam collective over here in, in new york and you know we we focus more on like community oriented um things like fundraisers um you know community outreach stuff like that we just started it last year so um this is the second year obviously we got hindered by uh, covid but uh, we're looking to, you know, do more community outreach and um, on top of that, connect with all the other Filipinos in other areas of the world. Because um, I think we need more, um, you know, we need to be more visual, visual out here. We need more representation out here as, as a community, um, you know. So I think it's time to push the, push the culture forward. Is this and, it right um, here, Get Live? Yeah, yep. That's, oh, our, that's our, our, our crew. And, um, you know, we... Um, we all had the, you know, the idea that, you know, we need to put more spotlight on our community. So, uh, that's, that was one of the driving uh, forces behind it. And, um, you know, now we're moving into the second year. Um, actually October is Philippine Filipino American history month. So, um, there's probably going to be a couple of events that you might be seeing promoted, uh, coming up next month too. That's so dope. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, my origins you know i originated in the filipino scene then eventually i branched out started doing um you know i guess you could say mainstream parties or and then industry parties and you know your run-of-the-mill downtown new york parties and stuff like that you know going out doing other clubs in other cities and stuff like that and traveling that's dope you guys uh to, to fast forward to today i i think new york is doing some events here and there now right i think i saw you yeah, we did um we did an event on Philippine Independence Day. So there's an Independence Day parade every year in June, the first Sunday of June. It's kind of like our version of the Puerto Rican Day Parade, um, which is like a New York staple. Right, uh, right. But for us Filipinos growing up, the parade was the place to be at. That was like the hangout. Everyone was going to be there. If you had a crew, you and your crew was rolling to the parade. And, you know, like I said <laughs> earlier, a lot of times it ended up with brawls uh, at the parade so they actually deaded a lot of the parade <clears throat> up too so they used to be dj crews set up with their little booths selling merch they would have dj sets and um they deaded all that because uh you know there was too much beef 
Wow. You know, right. uh, so I, I'm just, I'm just sorry, cut you off. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just curious in regards to the brawls. Like, was this a gang thing, or was it a neighborhood thing, or is it just thing. a bunch of hotheads? Um, I, was, there was there was one crew that definitely was involved in a <laughs> in some a couple gangsta. of yeah, you know there was a there was a there was one crew that was definitely in the mix with a lot of the beef stuff, um, and you know it was yeah you know a lot of it was I'd say dumb just immature, um, it it was just stupid but uh damn you know who you know what like stuck. Anything from like stepping on your sneaker, you know, that type of shit, nah. <laughs> you know, or like looking at somebody's girl or whatever, whatever the case may be, you know, that old school shit. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but that, that, I, I think that era is long gone now. Um, you know, a lot of those people grew up and uh, have families now or whatever. <laughs> nah. Chris Anza Chris is there from Jersey. <laughs> there was a Jersey lot of Jersey. City. I'm telling you, there was a lot of Jersey and Queens beef. There was, mm. there was one party. There was one party, right? We did. There was a huge party at Madison Square Garden, right? Not at, at like where the basketball court was, was. But um, I guess in like the lobby area where mm. you know the if you ever been to uh, Madison Square Garden, you know where the Paramount Theater is. I know it as the Paramount Theater. It's called probably something else now. There's this like glass. Um, kind of like enclosure that encloses the escalators to go up. And um, I remember the promoters at the time booked Jocelyn Enriquez to perform. Hmm. <laughs> they brought her out to New York and it was a big deal. It was a big deal. And there was this huge brawl that broke out. Someone, I think someone got thrown through that glass. Oh, and wow. And this is Holy the MSG. Shit. <clears throat> oh my God. Yeah, it was bad. Um, and hmm. yeah, you know, like just like stuff like that. A lot of people could probably tell you, you know, <laughs> the recaps from those, those um that era and stuff but uh yeah it was a time <laughs> so now you're on twitch monday through friday um yes thank you in the plugs uh make sure you guys are following get live you're on every day monday through friday from 9 to 11 west coast 12 to 2 east coast correct yes what is your creative process like? Cause I, I distinctly like whenever you're you're throwing a set, man, it's like you're taking people on a journey. Like I even remember like, you know, as if COVID wasn't crazy enough, right? I remember when the whole George Floyd thing happened and it was just a shock to everybody. And you know, everything's on the news, you hear all this noise. And this is when I just first started to discover Twitch and I tuned into your show and as much as I knew what was going on, like I tuned in that day on that show and somehow, man, like you, you strung together a set that was really representative of what's going on about the time. Like, I guess bottom line, exactly. This is what Ryan said. Journey would get live. It's always a journey whenever we're, we're, we're in your channel. And so I just want to know what's your creative process like in terms of putting together music? Is it like all in your head or are you are you pre-planning things i'm just curious to, to get an insight like um you do stuff well, the night before yeah I, I i do a little prep i'd say um it, a lot of times it's all relative to you know the times like yeah. say that during that time during the whole george floyd thing when that happened i remember um you know i didn't want to come out and play all this happy stuff yeah when there was some serious shit going on right that right. was one of the things so and then on top of that it was like i'm not gonna go and out here and play and not address what's going on hmm. uh you know because i just felt like it needed to be addressed i can't i'm not gonna you know stay silent on it um because you know we have a you know we have a community here and i think um that's a major part of being in the community is just having that you know that discussion and, and letting people know what's going on out here so Absolutely. i felt like that was my responsibility in a way um to address that and speak to the time so um i guess you could say i organize a lot of playlists um <clears throat> and i i um i prep music well i, I, I kind of like you know it's kind of like if i'm going into a dj set at the club where i might line up a bunch of tunes um and you know it's i mean i'd say for the last 10 years i've been organizing a lot a lot of playlists and getting more deep into just music aside from the club stuff um, right. learning music 
you know, from jazz to punk rock to, you know, trip hop to, you know, all the whatever genres of music. I'm still doing my homework on it, um, you know, to this day. And that's kind of what, you know, kind of helps me keep put together the sets is um, pretty much taking those moments and then taking those little cues from like what's going on in the world and then kind of like bringing it and bringing it to Twitch and making a story out of it, I guess you mm -hmm. could say. That's, that's pretty much that's... the best way is is storytelling pretty much. So that's I'm real dope. trying to address, you know, certain things, you know, trying to send a message um, through the music, you know, trying to speak through the music and tell a story in a way that kind of encapsulates encapsulates or what i don't even know how to say the word um but you do a hell of a job at it let yeah, me tell yeah, you so, yeah yeah um, kind of sums all that up shout out to fran boogie happy birthday fran boogie once again what up he fran? also also had a birthday what up fran uh that's dope man but speaking of community what do you think about uh the whole twitch community oh like i love the, it especially love now it. that you're growing on twitch like uh what are your thoughts on how you've grown I, I remember listening to your podcast with uh, the road guys and you were saying look oh look oh hang on hang on sorry i gotta stop this <clears throat> see fran boogie said thanks he said thanks. Uh -huh. he said thanks for that happy birthday shout out just seeing bro um, you just <laughs> wait bro old news uh, old so uh, don't pay attention to him bro. don't pay thanks. attention i to appreciate you eddie asshole. listen so um you were saying uh, on the road podcast how um you know you were just you're just doing what you do <clears throat> but i think you know over the past few months your community has <clears throat> been growing and growing and everybody just is fam in there uh what what do you what do you say to all that yeah um it's definitely um made the network smaller in a way i mean the, despite the fact that we're all in other places of the world we're all able to come together on this one platform um which is twitch and like for instance i would have never been able to connect with you guys um fran boogie you know even chrisanne um and she's in jersey but just Shout because we, we all um you know convened on this platform um mm. it's been able you know it's easy access for everybody yeah. you know what i'm saying so i think in a way it's it's, it's very beneficial just to have this platform and uh definitely grateful for the community that has been created through it and that that's something that i told stubs before because i don't dj i'm just i do the creative for uh for a snapback uh -huh. and uh but like it kind of leveled the playing field for like the djs like now everybody can see everybody now you know right. and then you guys are doing like the stuff you want to do not the club stuff right you know which is super dope to me like there's a lot of club djs that i didn't know could dj the way they're djing right now on twitch and it's like to me i'm like yo that's that's super cool you know yeah it's dope you know i mean it allows for everybody to just be themselves you know yeah and create their own little world with it you know your channel is pretty much your own world you could from the designs to what you play to the little jokes in the chat room or whatever um mm. the emotes this it's all your little world you know and there's i think there's room for everybody yeah no for sure and then real quick, Stubb said when you first came on that you had a cool New York accent, right? <laughs> do people from Cali or from the West Coast, do they have an accent? Uh, to yeah, you? yeah, I, can, I, I know the Cali accent for sure. <laughs> I, could, I could recognize it. Definitely. Can, you, can, you, can you imitate it? Yeah, man. <laughs> I, can't do it. I can't do it off the top. <laughs> Come on, guys. Maybe, maybe if I chilled in LA for like a week with y'all, I'll probably pick it up. <laughs> what do we say? Like, can you give three Hella. words that we say? Hella. Hella. That's NorCal. That's NorCal people. That's right? NorCal, Nor yeah. California. Okay. Hella. Y'all say dog. Like, hey, dog. Dog, yeah. Dog is Yo, what we say. Big dog. dog. Okay. Um, hey, what's up, dog? Do y'all say, say bust a bitch? Nah. Nah. That's maybe it. that's up north. That's like I said. That bust means a like bitch. Was she getting crazy on? No. Oh, like a U-turn? Yeah. Bust a bitch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, That's like some Cali slang, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yes, I mean that's my three. <laughs> 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 Trek said it too. Flip a bitch. Flip Same a bitch. Thing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely hella. I mean, you know, sometimes hella. I use hella over here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like hella is becoming more universal because I mean I go out to the Philippines and there's people using hella, 
Oh, word? Yeah. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, for sure. Damn. So how often do you go out to the Philippines? Man, I, I went out there just this past January, actually. I was out there when the volcano erupted. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah, and when, cor- when coronavirus hit. So oh, it was like It was like apocalypse for me in January. Yeah. When you're yeah, trying to, because didn't they like lock it down at the same time? Like, were you on a mad dash to get back home? To um, the States or I, I dipped out before they did all that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I dipped out. And it was crazy because um, it didn't really hit over here like that. Yeah. But I was like, man, it, like the videos that I was seeing from like China, I was like, yo, if this shit hit the States. This is yeah. getting crazy. So mm. I was like, let me get my ass back home real quick, <laughs> you know, before <laughs> I get stuck out here. Was it hard for you to get back? No, nah, not not at not, all. Not at that time. I was I was actually trying to stay out there longer, but um, you know the visa ran out, so I, I had to uh, I had to gotcha. go back. Gotcha. I remember like texting back and forth with you though. You were like, "Man, we should do something in the Philippines." Like I think no, just because you had, you just mm. came back from there, and, and it's just I came back from there last year as well, and it, it was just so refreshing for oh, sure. Like there's so much potential there. Um, yeah, you know, and the energy is amazing. Mm-hmm. These people go hard. Yo, they party hard. <laughs> oh. Like they they go in and it's and it's it's dope. Like I'm talking about like they rage. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's it's dope. And again, um the scene is different. I say more it's it's leaning more towards like the hipster type of vibe. So um, you know, kind of like the bottle service club isn't kind of where it's at right mm-hmm. now, I say. It's more towards like kind of like your Williamsburg hipster type of vibe. So there was, there's this area called the fort, right? You know, you heard of the fort, Fort Bonifacio, Global City. That's where like the bougie kind of clubs are. And then there's this other area called Poblacion, which is kind of like in the cut. It used to be the red light district, Ooh. but now they started opening a, a couple of lounges, like cool lounges. There's this one cool spot that got like a, 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 a skate ramp on the roof and stuff like that. Oh, snap. Yeah, it's dope. Like dope. The, the vibe in the Philippines is is popping. Dang. Very dope. And the, is that in is that in Manila? Yeah, it's all in, in oh. Makati. Gotcha. Yeah. Let's go, I, Stubbs. I I gotta man, but my family is uh, like a plane ride away from from Manila, so I didn't get to see all of that. They're on on another island. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's oh, yeah, talking about go. my hair in the chat right now. Jesus. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right uh music Why don't you wise. just just swear a hat so nobody talks about your hair no i like people to talk about my hair i don't mind why is boogie, eddie boogie, talking boogie like an happen. old man like, <laughs> with his hands just wear a hat because my crumbly my my crumb is uh it's coming down he's falling and he's falling asleep i'm hell hungry right now do you, do you want to get some food real quick I'll, I'll take you off the stream i'm good all right um he got fi- the never-ending pringles never-ending pringles five days a week get live um how do you how do you keep it fresh keep it moving man like that's a lot of uh, a lot of shows i know one thing you just did you 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 take breaks from time to time you do self-care you you like you know get your head right and all that yeah detox but, you gotta yeah hey especially really, on, yo. On twitch yeah you gotta detox from twitch it's a lot uh, it's really good to detox from social media right that too like for a few days yeah for sure yeah okay like I remember when COVID hit, um, I was all over Twitter and then probably like after I would check into Twitter to get the updates and then yeah. it just got too much. And I was like, I don't think I've been on Twitter ever since then. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And like, I was just telling my home girl, like Facebook, I don't even touch Facebook. Like even when they, when the private page, nah, I'm not even getting nowhere close to that. And then yeah. Instagram, I don't even know what the hell's going on with Instagram. Cause they changed their algorithm algorithm and shit's all kind of screwy it's weird yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I took this past weekend off of uh social media and uh Stubbs is giving shit giving me shit about it because my birthday it was my birthday on friday uh-huh. so i took friday saturday and sunday off social media or very very minimal he's giving me shit about it because i didn't say thank you when people told me happy birthday well, but I'm i said thank you today about getting off social media <laughs> i'm just like if somebody says happy birthday maybe you should say thank you That's bro i just did <laughs> that's what i'm saying did anybody see the social dilemma that that new documentary oh i I started i started watching it i saw the trailer okay yeah yeah, i I gotta i heard about it i gotta get into it but it talks about all this social media stuff and 
Is that on nah. Netflix or what? Yeah, yeah it's, on it's on Netflix. I just started watching Algorithms and everything else, man. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. We have a question so, in the chat real quick uh, from DJ Remark. How was your transition to Twitch? Was it easy for you to learn all the technical stuff? Because I know you did IG Live before that, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, it definitely wasn't easy. Um, it's definitely a lot of production, um, you know, knowledge that you got to know. A lot of YouTube videos I had to watch and uh, pretty much trial and error. I'd say the first couple of weeks doing Twitch, I had to, it was just pretty much trial and error working it out. Um, you know, if I made a mistake on air, I had to fix it pretty much, you know, and that's how I had to learn, you know, um, even up to this day, I might get thrown something during the streams going on and that, you know, that little hiccup might teach me something. So it's, it's a constant work in progress, even up to this day. Uh, Does it stress you out? Does it stress you stress uh, stress you out? Get live because I know with me, like if something is not going right, and like you know I freeze up, or everybody's saying in the chat, no sound, no sound, or something. Does that does that like throw you off your whole set, or do you just are you used um, to it now to a point where you're like, I got this? It, there was a, actually last week uh, I, I got thrown a little hiccup. Uh, my camera froze on me because uh, I actually use my phone as my camera, my webcam, because. Um, there what? wasn't really yeah wow. there was there was no webcams available when I, you know when i started doing this thing and um i ended up just using my camera with uh the obs app to use it and um pretty much i used my camera and then my camera froze midstream and i was like oh shit, the fuck! i didn't really know what the hell was going on yeah and um i had to fix it right there pretty much i had to leave behind the set go off camera <laughs> reset the shit um while it's while the music is playing i pretty much so i pretty much have backup like you know b-roll uh -huh. to just throw on oh much. was that was that when you did the clouds yeah that's uh -huh. my don't tell nobody my secrets though no. nah. <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> so, nah but you know it, it adds kind of I, I use it too sometimes well i used to use it i haven't done it in a while just because like it created well, a little effect, you know, while, with the music. What know? was dope about that? Yeah, I remember reading the chat because uh, it was, uh, you know, I think it was about puffing on a little something. And they were like, <laughs> yo, this, this is a perfect visual for this song right now. Right. It was a dope visual. So, yeah, that, that's, that, yep, that's the idea for sure. Easter egg, Easter egg. <clears throat> um, Fran Boogie says, what about the one we got for Coast to Coast? Oh, yeah. Um, so I had to. So first, the first stream we did for Coast to Coast, I had. I couldn't find a webcam because we were doing it through uh was that zoom right so we yeah. do the things through zoom and um i didn't have a webcam i needed a webcam to do it through zoom so i had to cop the logitech c270 <laughs> which is like the 720p vert joint <laughs> yo and it was like the graphics the visuals were like mad like low quality and it, I, I mean, it did the job, but I just I returned that shit after that set. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I was like, "Yo, man, I'm fucking bringing this shit back. Fuck this shit." <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I mean, you gotta just like that's what I like about yours. It's just it's you know I didn't know about the whole phone thing and all that, but the way that you set everything up is very clean and you know it's well thought out and, and it's just seamless. So it's it's dope, man. Yeah, you know, I, I tried to keep it very organic, um, yeah. you know, very DIY. Um, I ain't really try to, tried to do too much. You know, I wanted, to, wanted it to be genuine and organic. So, mm. you know. Speaking it, of coast to coast, though, um, what, uh, what Fran Boogie's talking about, right? I mean, the scratch pickles, right? That, that was a big deal for a lot of us DJs coming up. Shortcut, Q, D-Styles, the whole gang. Like what? It, what's it like now that you do coast to coast on a monthly with with Shortcut? Man, it's something. yeah, it's it's an honor for sure. It's definitely an honor. I mean, I grew up watching the Scratch Pickles. You know, ISP versus X Men. I got that tape on. I got that on VHS. You know, wow. you know, Wave Twisters and you know all the battles and <clears throat> you know even you know when it was. Um, Qbert and Mixmaster Mike when they won that DMC to when it was when it was Qbert when he was doing the uh Mary had a little lamb routine. Remember mm -hmm. he did oh, that, wow. that one year? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I've watched the pickles my entire DJ career. So to get that, you know, to get that co-sign from Shortcut, it was like, whoa, that's it's crazy because I like I, I kind of like pattern myself a little bit off of Shortcut. I, I definitely learned a lot, you know, from drumming to like, you know, his so stab. clean on the drums, so clean. Yeah, his his, um, his drumming to his, his stabs, um, you know, his juggling techniques like man that that mantronics routine what was that 96 97 dmcs um yeah it was it was such an honor to to get that blessing from short thank you fran boogie for connecting us Shout um, fran. yeah it, it's it, it it definitely has me on my toes when i dj with short it's like yo be on your a game <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> absolutely yeah. especially like dope. like when he starts you know even just like going back and forth you're like oh shit yo <laughs> <laughs> like he's cutting up two records you're like oh shit this is like crazy because i see this shit on the videos but i'm djing with this dude right now <laughs> oh man that's so dope um put put more questions you guys got in the chat y'all i got a couple more questions for get live but uh stank palmer asks uh get live can you talk about what uh it's like having a in-person venue like rise radio to stream from like your your home base shout right. out rise radio shouts to rise radio shouts to the rise radio fam um it's definitely a blessing um to have them provide their space actually they not only just to me but to other djs in in the new york area they've opened up their space to have them come through and do their live streams because you know there's some people that aren't equipped to uh do their live stream at their crib or whatever so um rise radio offers their space and DJs could come through and rock their set, you know. So shout out to Roz Radio for providing that, you know. That's a big, big look for the community that that they're doing. That's dope. I remember that one Friday you did from Rise Radio where it got super turned. Oh yeah. That was a dope was Friday. A, that was uh when New York was just starting to get back open mm. and um Rise was about to reopen um their doors to the public so uh they were like yo we're about to like this is our like opening weekend in a way so why don't you come and play a set so i was like yeah fuck it why not and uh yeah shit got a little crazy that was probably <laughs> my first not my first time back in like a club yeah um since before covid <clears throat> so it's just a different feeling there's a different like aura being in the club like you know even if there's nobody there you know mm -hmm. it's just this feeling of, of being in the club I remember it was like uh, I think 1 p.m. your time. You're like, "Yo, we doing shots? 1 p.m. Whatever, let's go." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yo, it's, it's cool, just though. like once you go, once you in that, you know, that setting is, yeah. you know, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's party um, time. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, going back to the club, what do you think that'll look like? Do you have any ideas or like? Man, um, well, actually, they're they're back in the clubs out in Jersey. Oh, um, I seen um some videos from this past at, weekend at full and, capacity uh, not full capacity but well actually the video that my boy sent of the spot of the spot that he was at i think it was barcode in jersey there was mad people there uh, i was little, like yo oh, this is uh, crazy <laughs> yo. A little, little covid soup huh yeah it was you know they i, I seen videos of you know vegas like never showed mm. a video of like how they have it out in vegas mm. like it's spaced out there's tables you know what I mean? Nobody's really dancing like that. It's kind of kind of more chill. Um, so this spot had that outdoor area like that, but then they had the indoor area packed too, which was bugged out and it looked like that shit was lit. So oh, wow. um, yeah, they they I guess it's they starting to you know get it back going over there and 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 like you know DJs on the radio are shouting out, oh we gonna be at such and such club this huh. weekend. Wow, so, like that. Yeah, they they so i guess i guess it's back on i'm completely oblivious to it i'm still quarantining i guess you could say yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it, i guess it's opening back up back up i don't know anything as far as you know on my end with the clubs actually a couple of the clubs i used to dj at didn't make it through mm. if so, you got approached to dj at one of the venues would you do it um i don't know man to be honest it's tough right yeah I, I I don't mind not DJing honestly in the club right now. Yeah, uh, yeah and that's what I was gonna ask you. Are are you gonna continue to DJ um 
on Twitch after, you know, hopefully eventually things get back to normal? Are you going right. to continue to DJ? Yeah, I, w- I definitely would like to continue for sure. Um, I probably may, depending on my schedule, I may have to <clears throat> arra- rearrange my Twitch schedule. Because mm-hmm. um, say if I might have to go on the road or something mm-hmm. like that, I might have to do something, something else. Um, so I got to figure that out when the time comes. But um, yeah, I mean, actually, I did a block party the other week in Brooklyn. Um, it was outdoor, but, you know, it was kind of lit, uh, to be honest. And uh, people were dancing in the streets on the sidewalks, stuff like that. People had masks on. It was dope, but it was definitely like, whoa. You know? Yeah, There's a lot <laughs> like, of people, yeah. Because you want to be responsible, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You don't want to be the cause of, like, you know, something popping off. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and stuff like that. So, you know, so you definitely got to be precautious about things. But mm. as for me, if somebody reached out, I, I don't know, man, to be honest. I probably lean more towards no. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, I don't think I don't think we all cleared up yet. You know, until we're completely cleared up. Yeah, and, that, and that's gonna be a while. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Chris put this in the chat though. Uh, R.I.P. Kinfolk. I remember seeing a stream. You talking <laughs> about Kinfolk a lot because that was that was a big, big stomping ground for you back in the back in the day, right? Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, I would say in the last decade. It was probably one of the best clubs in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much, um, you know how like, if y'all ever came to New York, most of the, that, the the perception is that most of the clubs are in Manhattan, right? Yeah. Um, so a lot of the movement started going over to Brooklyn because Brooklyn started popping off. Brooklyn got gentrified, et cetera, et cetera. Then spots started popping up out in Brooklyn and the Brooklyn side started getting more popping than Manhattan. Um, and one of the spots that was most notorious <clears throat> in Brooklyn was Kinfolk. And mm-hmm. um, that was where, you know, a lot of the young crowd went, you know, a lot of the cool, like, in the know crowd, you know, the from like the fashion kids to like the streetwear kids to, you know, people in the industry to Brooklyn hipsters, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that was like the spot to be at. And they decided that they weren't going to continue um, opening their doors um, through COVID. So, you know, rest in peace to Kinfolk. But that was yeah, like yeah. that was like the spot. Like, have you have y'all ever heard of Santos Party House? Yes, yes. I actually um, saw uh, Q-Tip spin there once. Yeah, so that was the uh, one of Q-Tip's uh, residencies. They used to do every Friday. It was okay. him, Rich Medina, and Vashti. Mm. That was a legendary night. And I'd say after Santos was over, um, I think Kinfolk kind of held the reins. Oh, yeah, okay. they kind of. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like you know. From like the creative communities to streetwear, fashion, music, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, Kinfolk was that hub. That's wow, dope. that's dope. I just want to do. A, sorry, uh, Eddie, you good? Eddie, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good. <laughs> I mean, Eddie, we could. We're gonna do an Eddie check. Oh, there Chachi. she is. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Chachi to the rescue. Um. <clears throat> Chat, do you guys have more questions for Get Live? Yeah, I, what Gail said though. That kin folks said though. Shout out to Gail. That that day, that was a fun one too. That yeah, was that was and that that's like, you know, that set um I didn't really know it was gonna end up like that. A lot of the times when I do sets, you know, sometimes the music just takes it, you know, to a certain place and one thing leads to another and you're you end up being somewhere else. You know what I mean? So I think going back to your question about keeping things fresh, yeah. that's one of the things, one of the ways how I try to keep things fresh is keeping things unpredictable where I don't even really know where the music might take me, you know? And yeah. I think that's one of the fun th- one of the fun parts about being a DJ is being able to take you on, you know, on a ride and flowing through different music. Um, you know, for me at least, that's one of the most fun parts about DJing is, you know, being able to create like that. I know, I know, uh, I know. Usually, you do the <clears throat> let the music do the talking, but that day, like you were storytelling that day. That was <laughs> and this song, and then this song, and then everybody's just getting because, like, I, I, what did you say that day? You're like, I ain't just here to play that cutesy shit all day. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just went in hard, and it was such a dope set. It was fun, man. Yeah, you know, um, I learned. I definitely learned a lot from like watching reggae DJs um, yeah. and mm. how they 
you know, kind of like guide you through records. You know, they'll, they're whenever they MC, they're they reflect the record. You know, it's not they're just like talking something that's not right. com that's completely separate from what the music that's playing is. Um, it's it's all intertwined, and um, I learned a lot definitely from like a lot of those MCs, like the reggae MCs, the reggae hype man, um, even to like, you know, the DJ MC kind of situation yeah. with like Kid Capri, DJ Hollywood, you know, Starsky. Um, mm. Yeah, they just how they rock the mic and they hype hype it up. That kind of taught me. I, I I used to watch a lot of DJs and how they used to do that. Um, but that's you know that's where that comes from. You know, and it, it's so funny, man, because I did want to say this, you know, during the interview that I actually learned and picked up how to MC from you and wow. Fat Fingers, like the way the way your chemistry flowed, right? So if I could try, just try and imitate it, like. And, and by the way, I just I just have to say, like, you're one of the best, best selectors that I've ever heard. True. And, I, and I, a lot of people could attest to that. Like, you really know how to play your music, tell the story, transition, you know, even to the technical part where your levels are just perfect. And it it drives me crazy because I'm like, yo, this guy is so good. Like, I, I'm trying to catch a flaw from you and it's it's hard, man. But. Anyways, going you, back to how how I saw you guys the first time, right? So you had the mic right here. It was a wireless mic. You're going from one dance hall record to the other. And when you and a lot of like the East Coast style, West Coast is a lot of blending. East Coast is you guys are good dropping it at the one, right? Mm -hmm. So you dropped it at the one and it was some rhythm remix so you dropped it at the one and you got on the mic and you hit the mark like you hit it right at the post and then you did some slick shit where you just passed the mic back to fat fingers and then you reached out for another record i was like yo that's the smoothest shit that i've ever seen like how <laughs> like is that how the east coast DJ is like is that how the new york djs do it and then from that on from then on i was just like watching you and fat fingers like the way you your chemistry work with one another and how you guys rock the crowd so on and so forth and from then on that's all I was like that's what how i have to learn it i gotta learn it that way you know so thank you yeah thank big you. ups man word appreciate that yeah you know it's it's, it's definitely uh you know a, a part of the craft you know i'd say um it's a, it's definitely another element um crazy story side note uh so i did red bull three style back in uh 2011 uh, oh, dope. and uh i went to the u.s finals and uh i remember we had a little conference call before and you know this was when people started using the midi controllers with with the, mm. the dj set like the machine yeah. um and they were everyone was like yeah yeah we all got y'all can use midi controllers but y'all can't use the mic and and everyone what? was like everyone was like yo y'all we, we we need to make sure that nobody could use the mic right and i was like Damn, yo, y'all taking away the fucking one of my my weapons, you know what I mean? Hmm. Um, and yeah, it was like, but I'm, but for me, it's like, yo, the mic is just equally as important as say using the buttons on the mixer, because you know what I'm saying. I think it's it's part of the part of the whole thing of DJ, you know what I mean? Is that's being, messed up. Being <laughs> able to rock the mic and and you You're know, gonna let them use one of these thingies, <laughs> but. The mic is, is so unique to everybody because, like, you know, that's your voice. You're controlling the crowd with your voice. I mean, that's hip hop too, right? You yeah, know? yeah. That's that's right, how where it all know, started. Where it all started. So you know, I mean, you know, I didn't. Nah, they ain't sabotage me. You know, I, fair is fair. I'm not. I play the rule. I play oh. by the rules. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, complain about it. You know, what I'm saying I'm gonna deal. You know, play with the cards I'm dealt with, and that's what mm -hmm. it was. A lot of familiar names from the Get Live fam chat in here. Thanks, guys, for your support. Yeah, they're Luke saying the chat room. we're sabotaged, man. Yo, Gets, can you What's touch it? on how you were approached or how you entered the DJ battle on 106 and Park? Oh, yeah. Um, damn. That was like 2005. So 106 and Park, there was a, there was a DJ battle, and um, somebody had reached out. Oh man, I forgot his dude's name, man. He's from Jersey. Um, I want to say it's Nick something. Um, but yeah, they reached out to me and they were like, yo, we, 
looking for DJs for this DJ battle on 106 and Park. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'll do it. Um, and then I went on. Um, it was like 30, 30 seconds or 45 seconds. Um, and I, I didn't even like, I didn't even like my set. I, I thought I, it was horrible. <laughs> and um, I ended up winning. <laughs> there was only two Dang. other DJs. There was only two other DJs. But the ill part about it is I was on the show with Little Wayne and Stevie what? Wonder. What? Wow. Yeah. And what? this is like Fireman Little Wayne. This isn't yeah. like this isn't even like Carter Three yeah. Little Wayne. Um, so yeah, this was like before Wayne was about to go into his like Little Wayne stretch. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, it was dope. Um, oh, I think I think Gabriel Union was on the show too. Um, it was a dope experience though, for sure. Dope. I just I just bugged out that I was like, yo, he's doing this live right now, and of course, <laughs> you know. The, laptops and surround and everything else but you did it straight on vinyl and i was like yeah and it was i remember me. i remember i was doing my routine and the 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 cat for the fader flew off <laughs> wow oh, did it? it it was it was a janky setup it was like the new mark uh -huh. turntables and like a new mark mixer shout and... out new mark no, just... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no shots <laughs> no but the, the the set their set was like not taken care of yeah, yeah, like yeah. they were the knobs were missing it was just like the little stick <laughs> that holds the knobs and the knob for the fader flew off while I'd like slap the fader and yeah it was a mess <laughs> damn I mean your experiences man let's let's uh let's let's jump back in the time machine to 2010 yeah. look at this picture <laughs> wow with Nas oh happy a birthday young, Nas right happy birthday young, Nas oh happy birthday Nas yeah a young get live here though what what do you remember about this night so that was the distant relatives um album release party oh, okay so it was the album that he did with damian marley and i dj'd the album release party um shouts to david levy from wbls he was the host and um yeah that's um where i got my damian marley drop um ah, yeah nice. i didn't get to get a drop from nas he was too shit was too hectic uh but yeah, Damian Marley was fucking super chill. He was actually like just there chilling by himself, smoking weed in the back and shit. And I was wow. like, yo, like, yo, you think I can get a drop? And he was super cool about it. That's dope. Yeah. You get, you get to chop dope. it up with him a little bit more after that? Or like you just got the drop? Nah, you know, I got the drop, you know, send my little thank you. And then somebody pulled him, you know, was like, yo, come here, whatever. <laughs> um, One more, one more. We're going to jump back to 20. 15 was that five years ago mm -hmm. so um with raekwon the chef oh yeah talk about this one you, you you dj'd for this uh was this another album release party as well that was actually when they had all-star weekend in new york mm. um so all-star weekend came to new york and there was a whole bunch of events all over the city and um a life the streetwear brand downtown new york city they threw an event and um raekwon was one of the performers and he didn't have a DJ, so I ended up DJing for him that day. Oh, Joe. And yeah, shit was crazy, yo. It was it was crazy because there was a band also, but man, just the DJ for Raekwon. Legendary. Yeah, and that wasn't the first time. I, I actually DJ DJ for, for him another time. Um, because I actually have a lifestyle brand that I created with my boy Ad Reels. Ad Reels is in the chat. Um, shout out Ad Reels. Yeah, that's my partner right there. So pretty much Ad Reels is I, I I call him my partner, but he handles. A, I guess you could call him a manager agent type, um, you know, type of deal. Um, so he's the behind the scenes uh, of everything. So when it comes to like the parties, you know, he's handling the party stuff. You know, dealing with management, <clears throat> dealing with the club owners, dealing with the bar, the door, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So dope, um, dope. yeah, Adriel is that dude, um, and uh, yeah, he um, you know he's pretty much. He, we do, we did a party called New York, New York, um, started it in 2016. It grew. Eventually we created merch. Y'all probably have seen the t-shirts that I'll be rocking the New York, New York t-shirts. Um, and, um, now we're in year number five and, um, oh. the first year we did it, we did it at this small lounge in the lower East side in New York city, super small lounge, probably like a hundred people capacity. And one of the first parties we did was, uh, Raekwon's birthday party. And um, oh. that was that was the second time I got to DJ with Ray 
And that was a crazy night too. Cause uh, you know, sometimes when artists come into the spot, right? Say like, you know, you're DJing and artists coming into the spot. Sometimes these artists don't want to hear their tracks. They want to hear <clears> other <throat> music and shit, <clears> right? <throat> so I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, Rayquan probably don't want to hear Ice Cream. He's probably tired of that record, yeah. right? So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to play? So I started playing all Wu samples, just like all the original uh, Wu samples. Like, and he's like, yo, what who the is fuck? The, he knows what's up. He knows <laughs> yeah. what's up. Yeah. And he even fucking did one of those fucking soliloquies over fucking me cutting up fucking a, oh. a break and shit and was just talking shit. Yeah. Shit. Wow. Dope. That was, that was, that was goosebumps. That was a goosebumps moment. That's dope. Yeah. Man. Well, very dope. As they say, get live. You've said it all. Yeah. <laughs> thank is there you, thank uh you. thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, man. This is this has been a real pleasure to to get to know you more. And I'm glad, yeah. I mean, you know, Twitch, the kind of blessing in disguise is that we get to like connect more with each other. And I'm glad uh, you know, we're growing this community here. But um, yeah, shout out to the chat. Everybody's putting the the merch uh Word. for that shout out to your, the chat brand. Thank you, um, thank you. Uh, yeah any any words before we go here that you want to say um, to, the, to the peeps just real you know it's i'm real grateful to have connected with y'all for sure um through this whole thing that that was that's been a blessing you know being able to connect with y'all and um you know let's yo let's throw this big ass festival in the philippines yo with all the yeah. filipino <laughs> djs from around the world and all the filipino artists from around the world and let's push this push our culture forward you know what i mean absolutely dope. i love it man very dope yeah, man. Let's stay connected. You know, let's keep it pushing. All right, guys. Thank you, chat. Um, I am going to say so long to the guys right now, and uh, and then I'll say... Peace, get live. You thank guys. you, man. Peace, y'all. Boogie. Thanks, get live. All right, guys. Eddie, thank you. Yeah, Stop, Eddie. Thank sure. you. Go eat, Eddie. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Eddie, drink <laughs> some water. Chat room, thank drink you. Water. Right. water and sleep. See you, guys. Peace. Later. Peace. Peace.